I'm going to read this morning from the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. Uh, you can turn to the book of 1 Chronicles, uh, chapter 16. Uh, we'll read in just a moment. Uh, but you can also mark 1 Chronicles, chapter 16. Now I want you to turn uh, on over a little bit later to the book of Psalms, uh, to one of the uh, larger chapters, Psalms 119. Uh, we want to read again this morning. Uh, again, we're going to read from uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 16 over the largest chapter uh, in the scriptures at Psalm 119. And that's where we want to begin this morning is at Psalm 119. Uh, and I want to skip on down to the 18th verse. And I want you to listen to what the psalmist said. Open thou mine eyes, which let you know that there are things that are there, they're just not seen. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. This morning, I want you to think about wondrous things. Folks, I believe our lives are flooded and filled full of wondrous things. When I was curious, okay, what does it mean? And we know wondrous by our definition, but exactly what does it mean? It means to be marvelous. Not just ordinary something, but it means to be marvelous. To be wonderful. It means to surpass something. But not only does it mean all of these things, it means to be extraordinary. So this morning when we talk about something that is extraordinary, that means Maybe I should even ask this question. Do you believe that God can do things extraordinarily than anything else? I believe that. I'll go ahead and tell you that. I believe that God is extraordinary in His deeds. Matter of fact, I read a scripture this morning back in the book of Deuteronomy. You don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and the 59th verse says this. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful. And the plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sickness, and of long continuance. But notice what he said there. Thy plagues, wonderful. Now, when you really look at the word wonderful, it's not what we mean as far as something enjoyable to experience. It just means that when God does something, he does it extraordinary. You and I have made a lot of things in our life. We make things. We create things. Whether you folded up some kind of image by paper or you've carved something or you've made something in a kitchen, we are makers. But is there anybody here this morning that lays claim to making the moon and the stars and the galaxies by which we see? Is there anybody here today that can lay claim that you've made the trees and the animals and, and all the things that we see and everything that moves and crawls? Is there anybody here today that can lay claim that we are the makers of these? And the answer to that is absolutely not. For when God does something, He does it extraordinarily. When we come to an understanding that it's wonderful, when God sends a plague, He's going to send it worse than anything else you've ever experienced. Folks, I want to tell you this. I will concede that there's a lot of, quote, bad things that happen in our life. But extraordinary is when God's conviction falls upon you, that is something worse than anything you will ever experience in life. In other words, you can have bad luck, you can have bad days, you can have where circumstances never seem to happen your way, 
But you want to go extraordinary, that means when you are lost, that is far worse than anything that could happen to you here in this life. For I want to go back and read, if I can, Psalms 119, 18th verse. Psalms 119, and notice what he says there in the 18th verse. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I believe today there's wondrous things all around us. But wondrous means sometimes they're concealed. Folks, I don't know about you, but I believe the Word of God is filled full of exciting things. Sure, people talk about judgment and the wrath of God and all the things in life. But you know what else is contained here? There's a lot of things that God wants us to open our eyes. And I pray that we all can pray this morning this very prayer. Lord, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things. You see, what the psalmist is getting at this morning is this. The psalmist said, there are good things out there that I'm not able to see. But God, would you illuminate these so I can see them? For the people today that seem to see all the wrong or the bad or the half-empty things, I ask you this. When's the last time that you asked God to open your eyes? You know, a lot of times we want to say, Lord, open the eyes of this person or that person or this person. Let them see these things. The psalmist said, Lord, open thou mine eyes. If you'll notice that in this scripture that we're reading here in the book of Psalms 119, the psalmist is talking about a desire to see the things of God. Do you believe today that God has done all kinds of good things we need to see them? If you held your place there in the book of 1 Chronicles, let's turn back for just a minute. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, and I try to keep my readings a little shorter if I can, but uh, it's kind of a hard divide this morning. I want to begin in verse 8. And I'm going to read down through the 24th verse. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. They're there. He said, let them be known. All these wonderful things that's happened in your life, folks. Our churches are way too silent. Our lives are way too silent. Don't get me wrong. People are speaking but I want to think, Lord, is that all that's, is, that we talk about is what's wrong in our life instead of what's right in our life? But listen to what he said. He said, sing unto him. Sing the songs unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. That's plural. You know, a lot of times we think there's only one good deed that God's done in our life. He saved our soul. And I will go ahead and concede this. Even if that's all God's ever done for you in your life is saved your soul, you've got something to talk about all the days of your life. But is there anybody here this morning that can say the only good thing God has done for you is saved your soul? For if you've ever been saved, we know this. God blesses us day after day after day. And notice what He said. Sing unto Him and talk ye of His wondrous works. Glory ye in His holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord, he said, and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done. His wonders and his judgments of his mouth. You know what? Sadly, we have to be reminded of things. My phone reminds me often where I'm supposed to be and when I'm supposed to be there. 
We have reminders on our ovens to tell us that, hey, remember, your time is up. Don't burn the biscuits that are, that are being cooked right now. We, we have reminders all around us. Folks, sometimes we have to be reminded of how good and wonderful God is in our life. So remember when we say wondrous things that God has done, we're talking about the extraordinary things that God has done. O ye seed of Israel, His servant, ye children of Jacob, His chosen one, He is the Lord our God, His judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of His covenant. In other words, Psalms talks about, Lord, open up your laws to me. Here we're talking about, Lord, let your covenant be always on my mind. Do you know what I love about the Word of God and God's promises and His covenants? They do not have an expiration date of 1 o'clock on Sunday morning. Afternoon, I should say. Folks, God's covenants and God's promises and God's mercies are something we get to enjoy every single day. Aren't you glad you get to have church every day? Preacher, we don't come every day, but you get to experience God every day, do you not? Folks, we, if we don't experience God every day, then may we step back and say, Lord, open mine eyes. For we all have to admit that, and we're going to talk about that, the psalmist, in a minute, that there's some humility in saying, Lord, I need help in my life. But he said, be you mindful of His covenant, the word which He commanded to a thousand generations, even of the covenant which He made with Abraham and of His oath unto Isaac, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. Saying unto thee, Well, I give the land of Canaan, the lot of your inheritance. When ye were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they were from one nation to nation, and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Folks, today when we talk about the wondrous, extraordinary things of God, notice this. He will allow no man to do you wrong. Oh, it's easy for all of us to talk about how wrong we've been done in life. Or how unfair something's been. Or how somebody treated us. Or a circumstance and how it was. For I believe this. God is the keeper of the things that are most important. Somebody may steal your material things. They may embezzle something from you. They may, they may wrongfully cheat you out of something. But know this, they cannot touch your soul. For people may take everything you own. They may, as we might say, connive you out of everything you've ever had. But they cannot touch your soul, folks. That is something extraordinary to me. That is something that I would consider wondrous. One of the wondrous things is we are saved and we are sealed and nothing can be done. He said he suffered no man to do them wrong. He reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. I want to tell you all something this morning that I'm sure you're aware of, but I want to remind you of. There are things in your life that have come up beside you, behind you, or they may have come up squared in front of you, and God said, Stop. You cannot, he said, touch mine anointing. He said, stop right there. You cannot bring harm unto my prophets. In other words, if I have a purpose for them, you cannot derail their mission. Folks, today, if we get derailed, it's not because uh, of what God has done. It's because we what we allowed God, uh, excuse me, what we would not allow God to protect us from. God today has the ability to just simply say, Touch not mine anointed. 
Has anybody here ever experienced a time in your life when God stopped all the harm coming on you? When the evil and the sin was on your heart? He said, no. He said, you can't do that. And when you realize you're safe, you're in this little bubble of protection, we can call it. When you're in that little bubble of protection, every one of us ought to start with the 23rd verse. Sing unto the Lord, all the earth. Why? Because we got joy in our life, folks. We have happiness. Why? Because we have experienced wondrous things. You may not have wondrous things in your life, but I want to tell you, I've got a long list of wondrous things that have happened. He says, declare His glory among the heathen. Here comes this word again. Declare His glory among the heathen, His marvelous works among all nations. What we are reading in First Chronicles is, there's a world that needs to hear about what God has done for us. Folks, today I pray that we would go out and we would tell others what God has done. For in Psalms 119, notice what he says in the 18th verse. He says, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Folks, today you'll notice something about the psalmist here. There was an interest in God opening his eyes. You know what, this morning I don't mean this in a, in a slanderous way. But you know, it is possible for you to come to church with absolutely no desires to see and experience the things of God. But I'll tell you this, if you ever ask God to remove it, He'll do it. God can remove any barrier in your life. Do you believe in that? I believe in it. But my belief is not going to help you. You must help your own. And if you don't, that's why the prayer sometimes is very simple. Lord, help thou mine unbelief. Sometimes, folks, it's good to get to a place saying, Lord, I've tried. And when you surrender, God will open up and He'll give you belief. And if God can remove any barrier in your life, you will see God. Folks, I don't know about you, but I see God. I see God delivering people. I see God changing people. I see God working in the lives of churches and people. I see God at work in the lives of people. And that is what I rejoice in this morning because of wondrous sayings. For He said, Open thou mine eyes. The psalmist only had the pen or two, the five books, that's all he had. We've got, we've got over 60 books that we can read. But you know what? How many times do we say, Lord, that little Bible or that book that's over on the shelf, let me open it up and find a treasure in there. Lord, let me open up this Bible. But you know, sometimes we reserve that. Maybe, maybe in Sunday school or maybe the preacher will talk about that or somebody afterwards will testify and they'll bring some scripture out. You know what? And I believe in all of those methods, but I'll tell you this, you're missing a great blessing if you've never just sat down and opened up God's Word and began to read it. A blessing. I'm not saying you got to start at Genesis and read the Revelation before you go to bed tonight. What I am saying is God's Word is meant to be read and applied. And we too have to get like this. That we have to say, open thou mine eyes. All these books that we have from Genesis to Revelation, we just have to say, Lord, open up our eyes that we, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy Law. Do you know what the psalmist is meaning here? This, this, is, this is hard for me to get to. Lord, I don't know everything and I don't understand all things, but I sure do need you to help me out. When's the last time we opened up God's Word and said, you know what, Lord? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not an expert at this. And you know what, folks? You're in a good place when you open up God's Word and you realize you're not the writer or the expert of it, but you know the one that it's all about. Folks, this book's all about Him. 
Do you think if somebody wrote a book about you and then that person came to you and they wanted you to explain about that book, you could tell them all about it. Why? Because it's about you. Folks, this book is from, from Genesis to Revelation. It's all about Christ, about the coming of Christ, the, the creation of all these things. It's all centers around Him. And folks, today, if you ever come, much like the psalmist did saying here, that Lord, open up thou mine eyes. He knew that he didn't understand everything. He knew that he didn't. But that did not scare him away from saying, Lord, I need to learn. The greatest student is the one that sits in class saying, teach me. For any of you that have ever dealt in education whatsoever, what is it like when a person walks in the room saying, well, I'm here, I already know all this stuff, but I'm here. I'll tell you this, that's a tough heart to teach right there. Some of them do know everything, don't get me wrong. But a lot of them have things they can learn. Sometimes we open up God's word like we already know everything. But when you get to that place in your life and you can say as the psalmist did, open thou mine eyes. What a humbling, humiliating experience it is. He had to say, God, here I am. I'm going to open up your word. These five books, I'm going to open them up. You need to open up heaven and open up my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thou law. For that's what he said. Open thou mine eyes. Who is it that opens your eyes? Well, that's what the pastor's for. The pastor comes in on Sunday morning. He's supposed to open our eyes. Folks, today, I'll tell you this. There's not a preacher that roams this earth that can open your eyes the way that God can. There are some people today that I marvel at how they can just open up the Word of God and they can just speak. And I mean, son, it is smooth rolling off their tongue. I thought, Lord, I struggle. I struggle from word to word, sentence to sentence, breath to breath. I'm not able to just eloquently speak of these things. Some people, they just say them. But I'll tell you this, of all the good people that I've heard and read and, and all these people I've experienced in life, none of them compare to what it's like just to open up God's Word and say, as He said here, open thou my eyes uh, that I may behold things out of thy law. Today, I believe He was opening up His eyes. I believe in education. I think you all know that. But you know, there's not a school today that can educate you the way that God can. I remember a preacher, a story about a preacher. He's, he's dead and gone now. That when the Lord called him to preach, he couldn't read the Bible. He couldn't. Now this was back on a time when they were having services on Saturday on the, uh, the courthouse and the lawn and they would have services and uh, a lot of times he would look at his wife and he would have his wife to read the scriptures and he would preach it. You mean to tell me God can use a person that can't read and open up the scriptures into them? Yes, they can. And I can't tell you how many times I grew up hearing that story from my grandfather that could not even read when God called him to preach. But you know what? He found a way. I understood when I would see in his house Bible after Bible after Bible that was worn and I thought, this is coming from a man at one time told me he couldn't even read when he started preaching. Folks, today God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the called. If you desire today to read God's Word, I assure you, God will provide a way. With technology today, people that can't read, guess what? They can hear. If they can hear, they can. there's audible versions. And there's multiple ways that we can have God's Word. If you are hungry to see and have your eyes open, folks, God will provide a way. God will do that. Some form, some fashion, God will do that. For He said, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. 
Sometimes we want to know more about the Bible so we can win an argument. Maybe we want to know more about God's Word so we can answer the trivia questions when they come on and or we're, we're playing a board game and we want to answer more questions. But I'll tell you this, the greatest benefit about seeing and knowing and reading the Word of God and have it revealed is, is that it helps your relationship with God. Folks, today I love it when people can answer trivia questions about the Bible. I'm not a trivia person, by the way. I'll just tell you that. I'm not good at trivia because details escape me. But I'll tell you this, I know about one today that saved my soul. And I know lots of things about what God's done for me in my life. I too can say with a psalmist to show me that I may behold wondrous things. To a lot of people, they think you get in the Bible, it's just dry and it's just uninteresting to them. When's the last time you asked the Holy Spirit to water the Word where it's not dry anymore? When's the last time you prayed, God, take this which is dull and boring and which is uninteresting to me and say, Lord, put some water on it. Let it start growing. And you know what? All of a sudden that, 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 that sprout begins to grow into a stalk of corn and it begins to grow into beans, things that we can consume of, folks. If we ask God to do something, He will. And that we might get to that place that I may behold wondrous things. Do you believe that God's able to do wondrous things? I think about the scriptures I believe that God is able to do for uh, in the book of Psalms. Let me read to you for just a minute. Uh, I believe it's the first four or five verses. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord and call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. Sing songs unto Him. Talk ye of all of His wondrous works. Our time should be energized and, and, and put into all the good things God has done. Glory ye in His name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. Remember His marvelous works that He hath done. His wonders and His judgments of His mouth. Folks, this morning I can say, and I believe that many of you can too, that God is good to us. That God has blessed us and we've gotten been able to enjoy His goodness in our life. And we too can say that we enjoy, as the psalmist did, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things. But you know what? God's able to give us these wondrous things in our life. And I, and I hope and pray that you've experienced that. For just a little bit later there in that chapter, if you've kept your mark right there in Psalms 119, let me turn it over to the 27th verse. Make me to understand the ways of thy precepts. So shall I talk of thy wondrous works. The psalmist said, Lord, help me to understand the statutes. Let me understand the way I'm supposed to live my life. Not necessarily what, how I do live my life, but how I should live my life. Do you think there's a difference in how we live our life and how we should live our life? Folks, I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. None of us live our life the way that we should. For we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world battling against sin. The world wants to say, well, look what they've done. Look what they've done. Look how they've done it. Look how they've done it. The thing is, you're not comparing yourself to me. We compare ourselves to Christ. In His laws, and His statutes, these things that we have, that we might enter in to a place that we might learn about Him. Let me ask you this. When we get into a place and we say, Lord, open up my eyes. Open up my eyes, He said here, that I may behold wondrous things. Sometimes we get all alone with the Lord and He'll open these things up to us. For I want to turn back in just a minute, and I'll hush shortly. But in the book of the Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon chapter 1. Song of Solomon chapter 1, and let me read to you if I may, 
Verse 4. Draw me, we will run after thee. In other words, Lord, lead me. Lead me to these wondrous things that I may see all these wondrous things that you've done. He said, lead me. Here's what I want to ask. Has anybody here ever been all alone in the king's chamber? I have. The night the Lord saved my soul, I felt like it was just me and a king all alone in his chamber. You know, sometime in the business world, you go by somebody's office and the door is closed. There's a private meeting going on. Sometimes it's a one-on-one. I will never forget that night. I got all alone in the king's chamber. Not only did he show me the condition I was in, but he showed me what he could do for me. He brought me into that chamber just as broken and wilted as a person could ever be in their life. And you know what he did? He took it away. He didn't just take it away. He gave me something that felt moments better. He gave me peace. He gave me promises. He gave me assurance today, folks. And you know what? Even today, I still stand on the promises of God. I believe in the promises of God. They're going to endure. I believe in His words. And when I say wondrous things, folks, there's wondrous things all around us. And then listen to what the, uh, the, the writer here, the Solomon says. He says, draw me. He says, we will run after thee. O king hath brought me into his chambers. You know, sometimes we think closed doors means that, oh, somebody's in trouble. Somebody's uh, getting reprimanded. And sometimes that's true. But let me tell you this. When you get in the chambers with God, good things are going to happen. For he says, we will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. You know, I believe that there's something about getting all along with the Lord. And I believe in that. I believe that you'll see in the scriptures that, 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 that relationships need that. I believe Isaac and Rebecca, they got alone in the chamber because uh, they, they, they got away from all the other things. You see, there's nothing any greater for any person here this morning than you get all alone with God. You get in the king's chamber and you pray, Lord, open thou my eyes and I may behold wondrous things. And I'll tell you this. Sometimes we think they're secrets or they're tips or they're hidden gems. I'll tell you this, God will reveal to you just like He has anybody else. For the people that seem to have knowledge more than others, He can grant that unto you. If you ever just ask Him, Lord, open thou my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. I believe that many of us this morning have gotten to a place we've experienced wondrous things. I believe Daniel did in the book of Daniel chapter 6 that, that he experienced wondrous things about the Lord and, and, and in God and how he manifests himself there in his life. And, and I believe today that, that not many people seemingly get all along with the Lord in his secret chambers that we read here and that we can enjoy his goodness. For let me read to you just a little bit later in there in the book of Song of Solomon. In that second chapter in the third verse is the apple tree among the tree of the woods. So is my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Let me ask you something. If God shows you wondrous things, is it good? Oh, it's for those of us that's been saved, it's good. Now, I want to tell you this. I understand. If you're here and you're lost, God is showing you your sinfulness and that is poison you don't want to eat. The problem is you've already eaten it. 
For those of you that see in the wrong and the sinfulness and the evil that not only is in the world, but is in you as a human being by your nature. He is saying, this is who you are. This is who I can make you. Today, may you let go of yourself and reach after the things of God. For God desires for you to crucify the flesh. Let the soul get saved by His grace. And one of these days... For the saved people, those are going to be the same thing. There's going to be a saved body. There's going to be, a, excuse me, a saved soul, a glorified body, and they're going to be able to enjoy eternity, glorifying and praising our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said here, notice what he said in the Song of Solomon, the second chapter, he says, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. I believe this morning that God desires to feed us the goodness. Too often is the world feeding us bitterness. Too often is the world feeding us things that are, that are nasty, they're, they're unfit to eat, they're gross, and they're not things that, that are beneficial to us. But yet because we feel like that's all there is, and there's no other wondrous things around, we consume all of the wrong and all of the evil that's going on. But may we get to a place as the psalmist did. And he said, open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things. Are you here this morning with your spiritual eyes closed? And you need the Lord to open them up. I believe the Lord can do that if you'll just ask Him. So this morning, I'll stand at the top of the list or the first of the list and I'll tell you today, I have seen lots of wondrous things in my life. It started the night the Lord saved my soul, but it did not end there. Day after day after day, I can rise up and say, God has been good to me. What about you? I want us to get a song here this morning.